So Psalm 66, beginning in verse 17, and we'll read down through verse 20, uh, which will uh, conclude this psalm. Remember, this is a a psalm of David, uh, and we have been looking at uh, various principles the last few weeks. We have uh, studied coming and see the works of God. We've studied come and hear all ye that fear God. And then this morning, we're going to deal with uh, the expression that's found in verse number 19. So you can pay attention to that as we get there. But look at verse 17 of Psalm 66. Uh, The Bible says, I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. If you look at that expression in verse 19, the psalmist writes these words, But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. So we have this statement here that God hath heard me. Uh, It's a remarkable expression when you think about who God is and you think about the reality that God hears his people. And when we think about a hearing God, a God who uh, hears just mere people, people who in and of ourselves, we don't really have anything to offer God, but yet the psalmist writes, he says, truly or verily, God hath heard me. Now, when we think about hearing, uh, we know that the word hear often in our realm means simply just to hear physically with the ears. This word is much deeper than just simply hearing it audibly. It is literally, notice what he says, attended to the voice of my prayer. Um, it, it simply says he hath attended or he has, uh, in a lighter term, paid attention to. He's acknowledged it. But he goes even one step further, we're going to see that he's actually responded to it. So here we have David writing about this God who has, over the last few weeks, has been declared as being this wonderful God who we have, uh, who has, we've praised him for what he's done to our souls. We've praised him for how he has, uh, how he has taken care of us. And remember, we left off last week, David said in, in verse 16, he said, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. So this is David responding and saying, wow, God is actually, he has done something for me. And as a result, <clears throat> I am going to respond in praise. But before he gets to that praise, he mentions something important about our prayer life. And he mentions something important about not just our prayer life, but how does sin hinder our prayer life? You'll see in verse 17, David, his prayer begins by saying, I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. We should be able as believers today to declare unto God and invite others to see what God has done for us. Uh, we ought to be able to open our mouths today and give a testimony about what God has done. We ought to invite people to show and to see what this great God is. And we ought to be filled with praise, but we also have to remember that prayer is that privilege that we have as believers. Now, what David is going to show us here is that we cannot share in these spiritual privileges of praising God and even praying to God who's going to attend our prayers if we keep or retain the love of sin in our hearts. Now, I want you to understand what David is saying here is David is not even referring necessarily to outward sin. If you look what he says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, that's what verse 18 means. 
And this regarding iniquity isn't necessarily the outward practice of sin. Um, outward sin uh, is easy to detect uh, in many of us. We can see it. Others can see it. But what isn't so easy to detect and only God can truly detect is the iniquity or the sin that is in our heart. Notice what he says the connection in verse 18 is. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And that's what led David to say, but truly God or verily God hath heard me, hath attended the voice of my prayer. So there's a connection here between God hearing and acknowledging and attending to our prayer. And if we regard iniquity or sin in our heart. So what is David's prayer here in verses 17 and 18? He shows us that he cried unto the Lord or unto him with my mouth and he was extolled with my tongue. David mixed crying and praising together. In other words, he's crying out to God, but he's also praising God. He says, I cried unto him with my mouth and he was extolled. That means to be exalted. So as David is praying, he's crying unto God as needing help. He cried when he was in trouble, but even when he was in trouble, he praised God. Faith expected to be delivered. David's faith expected him to be delivered from this. He began to praise him even while he was crying. Now, we think about our prayer often, and our prayer time often becomes a list that we give God. And we come to God and we say, God, fix this. God, heal this. God, remove this. God, take away this. And that's our prayer. David, in the midst of trial, cries out to God as his only source of hope. But he also, while he's crying out in trouble, he praises God for who he is. And he praises him for the reality that God can hear his prayer. But then look what he says again in verse 15. If I regard iniquity. Now the word regard is, is a word that it, the sense is uh, to enjoy it. In other words, if I continue to find or I continue to enjoy sin in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Now that's a powerful connection between the two thoughts here. So if I continue to enjoy sin in my heart or continue to uh, disregard it as being important to repent of, it's a form of hypocrisy. Uh, David's referring to, to hypocritical prayer. In other words, we can be guilty of hypocrisy in our prayer life if we love sin in the heart and yet we still try to pray to God for help. In other words, loving sin in the heart We should not expect an answer from God. We shouldn't expect it. If we continue to regard the iniquity, we should not expect that God is going to hear us. Now, again, this isn't about audible. Okay, God God hears even the cries of our heart. Even if you never open your mouth, you never speak a word, God hears you. It's not about audible. Again, it goes back to the word attending to the voice of my prayer. So this truly, David is saying here, he says, but verily God hath heard me. Now this tells me something about David. David is making a proclamation that he is not regarding iniquity in his heart. And he says, verily God's heard me. God will attend to my prayer. Some people may say that's a little bit arrogant. I don't see it that way. David's David's not being arrogant about this because you see how serious he's taking this. He says, if I regard iniquity, the Lord's not going to hear me. Imagine going to the Lord in prayer, knowing this this principle in the Bible that says, look, if you're enjoying sin in your heart right now and you try to go to the Lord in prayer, God is looking at that as hypocritical prayer. 
and he's not going to attend to the voice of your prayer. David says, verily, God's heard me. He's attended to the voice of my prayer. So when we think about this, what is it about this regarding sin in my heart and why the Lord won't attend? Because God, even throughout Scripture, he shows us that he despises hypocrisy. Remember what hypocrisy is? It's play acting. It is, it's to put on a mask. It is to be something that you're not. You know, I've given this illustration, and it's a crude illustration, but I've given the illustration of, a, of an actor or an actress. Uh, they're playing a part of someone that they're really not. And we, we discussed this a little bit the other day. Sometimes we get convinced that the person we see on the stage or the person we saw in that performance, that that's who they really are. But we really forget that they're putting on an act. It's somebody else. They're playing a part. That's what hypocrisy is. So if we go to the Lord in prayer with regard iniquity in our heart, and we don't put that away, and we go to God, it is as if we're play-acting with God. Yet God knows that that's, that's, not, what, that's not right. We are, we are not being what we should be. He despises hypocrisy. But here's what we love about this, and this is what we ought to rejoice in. God is forgiving towards those who will repent of that and who do fear him. I dare say there's not a one of us in this room today and there's not a one who will be here later who at some point in our life has not gone to the Lord in prayer knowing good and well that we had some sin in our heart that we were refusing to give up. We've all been there. But this, this morning's a lesson towards that is to tell us, wow, I shouldn't regard this. Now, it doesn't mean you're never going to sin. Again, the tense of the tone is regarding it in a sense of enjoying. That's what he's talking about here. And the Bible even tells us that sin is pleasurable for a season. So we've got to keep these things in mind. So David's prayer, he mixes crying and singing together. He gives us this spiritual warning about regarding iniquity in our heart and that the Lord won't hear us. But then notice what he says in verses 19 and 20. And then we see David's praise. But verily, God hath heard me. It is truly a blessed thing this morning to be able to know that God has heard me. If I say today that it is a true blessing from God that he has heard my prayer and he hath attended to the voice of my prayer. When we think about the hearing of prayer, it's an amazing thing that God heard means that sin was not being cherished in our heart. We don't cherish sin. We don't cherish it and, and, and find a, make a place for it. You know, cherishing sin is not just about thinking and saying, boy, I'm gonna, I like this so much, I'm going I'm to carve out a corner for it. Cherishing, that's kind of the idea. You're making a provision for it. When we get to the, the text again in the 1130 hour regarding David, or uh, Paul rather, when Paul is going to make the statement, oh, wretched man that I am. And what he's referring to, again, was that battle between the new nature and the old nature. But to, to, to regard sin in our heart is to make a provision for it. It's to, it's to give it place. I don't think it's something we get up in the morning and we say, okay, I'm going to, make a, I'm, I'm going to enjoy my sin today. No, it's, it's making a provision for it. It's, it's not wanting to do away with it. So... David says here in the second half of verse 19, he hath attended to the voice of my prayer. 
When we pray in simplicity, we pray in sincerity, we do not regard sin in our heart, our prayers will be answered. Now understand something, we're not going to, God's not going to answer prayers against his will, we know that. We know that God's not going to change his mind on his perfect will, but understanding something, that prayer is not so much about getting what we want as much as it is about giving the glory to God. Prayer is not, I want, a, I want a certain thing, so I want God to give it to me. Prayer is about glorifying God. Now, some people will tell us that, you know, God, God doesn't really hear the prayers of his people. Well, the Bible tells us otherwise. He does hear our prayers. He does attend to the voice of my prayer. He does attend to the voice of God's prayer, or of David's prayer here. But notice he says, blessed be God. Here's, here is, the, here is the, the, what he's praying, and here's what he's rejoicing in, which hath not turned away my prayer. Think about that for a minute. Praise God, or blessed be God, he hasn't turned away my prayer. That's a, purpose, that's a reason to praise him. God has not turned away my prayer. Why did he not turn our prayer away? Here's the last phrase, nor his mercy from me. One of the greatest things we have to be thankful for this morning is that God has not turned his mercy away from us. Now understand, David's not, not saying that it was his prayer that caused his deliverance, but rather it was God's mercy that was sent. And you say, that may be a small thing, but we've got to remember that. It's not because of our prayer that we get mercy, it's, or the reason we're delivered. We often think, we often connect, my prayer delivered me. It's not your prayer that delivered you. It is his mercy being sent that delivered you. That's the difference. So when we think about our prayer life and we think about, what well, I'm, I'm praying for, for God to deliver me. And when the deliverance comes, we often say, wow, that was powerful prayer. I was delivered. It was, my prayer was the cause. No, his mercy was the cause. His mercy was the cause of your deliverance. Again, who gets all the glory for prayer being answered? God gets all the glory. The foundation of all of our hope is in God, and that's the cause of our praise. David ends this psalm on this, in this key thought here, that it is praise is God's design, and the Lord has allowed us to enter into praise. His mercy allows us to praise him. Sin, when it's regarded in the heart, spoils prayer. The Bible says our hearts, our hearts that regard sin, our prayer will be hindered. Don't comply with the sin in your heart. Remember, we've been delivered by his mercy. When we need to go to the Lord in prayer, we need to be sure of one thing before we even utter a single word is, are we regarding iniquity in our heart? Are we, are we making a place for it? Now, David, as he had written this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, obviously, as he writes... This is a psalmist praying out of a, a pure heart, not a sinless heart, but a heart that was truthfully not regarding sin in his heart. Folks, the foundation of our hope this morning is found in even what David is writing here. Because if God turns away his mercy, okay, if God turns away his mercy, we are absolutely nothing. We may be able to still pray, but if God doesn't deliver and send mercy... We have nothing to hope in. God is not required to attend to our prayer, but he does. But there are conditions. We often think, I can come to God however I am, and I can stay however I want. No, there are conditions, and one of those conditions is, do not regard iniquity in my heart. It's a blessed thought to think, God hath heard me, 
But let's remember that in order for God to hear us and attend to our prayer, we cannot regard iniquity in our heart. So next week, we'll move into uh, the next psalm, which will be Psalm 67, very short psalm. It's seven uh, verses there. So go ahead and read that psalm for this week, and then we'll uh, look at that next week. Again, in your psalm devotional handout, you have uh, some summary statements about the psalm we just covered. Hopefully, those will be a help and an encouragement to you. And then we'll look forward to getting into Psalm 67 next week.